Greetings in the precious name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It gives us great pleasure to be able to come to you and to share with you in this glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. This morning, we want to talk a little bit about serving purpose. And you'll find us in the book of Philippians, chapter number 2, verse 3 through 11, King James text. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your goodness, your kindness, and your glory. We know now we can do nothing without you. We yield our lips. We yield our members of our body to you. Have your way now. We bless your name. Let the word go forth. Let it touch the hearts of men and women. Let it bring sinners to repentance, backsliders to come back to you. And may the hearts of the saints be encouraged. In Jesus' name we thank you. Amen. Philippians chapter number 2, verse 3 through 11. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death of the cross. Wherefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow and of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And in Luke 16, 10, he that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in that which in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. And we thank God for the reading of his word. Uh, Some time ago, a psychologist, William Moulton, asked 3,000 people, what have you to live for? And he was shocked to find that 94% was simply enduring the present while waiting for the future. They would describe this as waiting for something to happen waiting for children to grow up and leave home, waiting for next year, waiting for another time to take a long dream about trip, waiting for tomorrow. They were all waiting without realizing that all one ever has is today because yesterday is gone and tomorrow never comes. Moving all the while and getting nowhere 
is not confined to rocking chairs. Plenty of people live that way. And what we want to do is to get ourselves out of that rocking chair mode. The two greatest days in a person's life is when they are born and when they discover why they were born. The very idea of purpose could not arise by chance. For purpose and chance are opposite. And this is what Dave Hunt says. Ammon said, all have been given a bag of tools, a formless rock in a book of rules. And each must make air life his flown, a stumbling block or a stepping stone. Someone aptly said, living without God's plan for our lives is like sewing with a needle without thread or writing one's biography with a pen empty of ink. One of our biggest mistakes is to think that we were born unto the world for ourselves and to get as much out of life for ourselves when this is not at all true. This is a fact that we must realize we were born not for yourselves, but for someone else. Most people that live only for themselves are most miserable. I think it was the writer that says, as uh, uh, when you get one thing, you want something else. And I remember encouraging you on the other day that you have to realize that I have enough of what I need right now. And when you realize that you have enough, you make yourself content. But you find out people that live for others are most happy. S.S. Uh, S. McKinney says, one can live on less when he has more to live for. You give but little when you give of your possession. So in other words, if I give you my possession, I'm giving you a little. It is when we give ourselves that we are truly given. Some people don't mind giving their stuff, but they don't want to give themselves. But it's only when we give ourselves that we are giving the most. God's purpose for our lives are not always easy. Sometimes it seems as if this command must have came from hell itself. It was C.H. Spurgeon who says, every child of God is where God has placed them for some purpose. And the practical use of this first point is to lead you to inquire for what practical purpose have God placed each of us where we are right now. I want you to take a few minutes with all that's going on around you and I want you to ask God. Now, don't stop trying to get out of everything. Just ask God, Lord, why do you have me here? 
And when you ask God that, listen to what he will respond to you. Uh, we approach life and the things of life with the questions. That question is, what's in it for me and what am I going to get out of it? Many approach marriage with the same attitude. And this is the guy, he'll say, I want a wife that's beautiful, can cook, raise my kid, keep the house clean, and make me feel like a king. I have a question for that guy. What are you bringing to the table? And of course, now you got the ladies out there, the girls, they'll say, uh, I want a man that is handsome with a job making at least six figures and make me feel like a queen. I ask that same question. What are you bringing to the table? A German writer says, he who has a why to live for, he can bear most anything of how he lives. In other words, if you got a reason to live, even with the meager things that you may have, you'll figure it out and you'll still make a good life. I think of my wife and myself when we got married, and that was 58 years ago. Uh, we were to get married on that Saturday and I lost my job that Thursday. And I asked her if she still wanted to marry me and she said, Yes. Our first meal, of course, was leftover wedding cakes that someone had given us. But one of the things we purpose, we purpose in our heart that Christ would be our priority. Come hell or high waters, we would be the Lord and he would be Lord of our lives. Uh, at the beginning, you don't always know the exact purpose for your life. One writer puts it this way in the book of Hosea, chapter 6, verse 3, he said, Then shall ye know if we follow on to know the Lord. His going forth is prepared as the morning, and he shall come unto us as the rain as the latter and former rain unto the earth. So don't look to put your name in lights, but just do the best you can with what you have while you can. Don't make material things your goal or your purpose. It was Solomon who puts it this way in Ecclesiastes 12 and 8. Uh, vanity of vanity, saith the preacher. All is vanity. I think of individuals in the Bible uh, that are mentioned only once. They are only mentioned once. And you have to realize you might not always make huge statements. 
You might make one statement with your life one time. And in the book of John chapter nine, uh, we see where here Jesus passed by and saw a man that was blind. And his disciple asked him, said, Lord, who did send this man or his parents that he was born blind? Jesus answered, neither this man nor uh, this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the work of God should be made manifested. So can you see there his purpose for being born blind? See, a lot of time purpose is not always glorious. Sometimes purpose can be a handicap. But he was born for that particular reason. That means when God created the heavens and the earth, this blind man was in God's plane. And God used it at the right time to heal this man of his blindness. It wasn't anything that he had done. So I say that to let you know, sometimes when you're looking for God's plan, they're not always glorious as some of us think that all of a sudden we're going to break out in lights and we're going to be all glorious. It don't happen that way. But at the same time, I don't want you to leave yourself out because you made some mistakes in life either. In the book of Luke chapter number seven, around 36 verse, it talks about uh, this woman who was invited to the Pharisee's home. And when she got there, Jesus was there. This uh, woman came up behind Jesus and she began to cry and the tears that came from her eyes, she used them to wash his feet. And she had an alabaster box and she began to anoint the feet of Jesus. Now, you don't hear about this woman no more too much in scripture. But this woman had a purpose and her purpose was to anoint Jesus' feet. Anointed for what? She anointed him for his burial. And I'm trying, what I'm trying to see, uh, get you to see here, sometime it might not even be a whole lifetime. One thing that happened in your life that make that statement it calls you to be in the Bible. Now you say, well, I don't see why that's so great. Well, your name ain't in there, is it? So at least this woman did something to get her name in the Bible. She obeyed her purpose. And that's what it's all about. And sometimes we set out, set out, amen, to be great. And what we need to do is realize, just do what you do with what you have. Do the very best that you can. And let God do the rest. And when we think about our text this morning, Jesus made himself of no reputation, but he humbled himself and came and he was a servant. And one of the things I was noticing about Jesus, he did ordinary things. He didn't walk around with a halo over his head. He did ordinary things. What are you talking about? He did ordinary things. He had his father, Joseph, as a carpenter, he worked real hard making cabinets and all the other stuff that go wrong with being a carpenter. He made himself of no reputation. So don't try to make a reputation for yourself. Just do what you do 
with what you have. Let's do the best that you can. And purpose is in doing. That's how you find your purpose is in doing. And when you do, the purpose will come up. Amen. And so when Jesus came of age, Jesus went about teaching. And as he taught, they said, well, where does God get all this teaching from? We didn't see him showing up in school. No, he did what he had to do with what he had. One of the things we find with Jesus was he took time with people. And you would notice that with his disciples, they were a little bit, they had seen a few miracles, so they put themselves on a different level. So when the kids come to Jesus, basically what he was saying, they would say, we didn't got time for these kids now. No, 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 we are about big things. But Jesus took time with the little children. And he said, suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of heaven. You often wonder why people sit around so many times. They think they are the greatest people in the world. I don't understand why people can't see how great I am. Well, you know what? You see yourself so great that nobody else can even see you. You have to be willing to sing background to make somebody else look good. Your time will come, but do all you can with what you have and let God bless you with the rest. Joseph served a purpose, but it wasn't easy. In the book of Genesis chapter number 45, we see that Joseph found his purpose. He didn't even know it was his purpose, but Joseph was envied by his brothers, cast into a pit, was a servant in Potiphar's house, did nothing wrong and ended up in prison. But he kept doing and being faithful for what he had. He found his purpose because then he became ruler and father to Pharaoh. But he became that because he used what he had when he had it. So you see how he discovered his purpose? He had no idea. I'm sure there were days when he was wondering, what in the world has happened to me? How did I end up in this place? But he found his purpose. And what about David? You know David, the shepherd boy? When, the, when Samuel came down to anoint a king, uh, they all the big handsome boys was in the house. And the all wouldn't run. And so Samuel asked his father, said, is there not another? He said, yeah, there's one more. David, the little shepherd boy, he got a few sheep down there he's taking care of. Tell him to come. And when David came in the room, the all start running. What you are doing right now, you might be uh, you might be cleaning houses, you might be assisting somebody, you might be uh, in the mail room. It matters not where you are. What matters is that you do the best you can with what you have, and your will will be seen. God will exalt you in due time. 
Who would have ever thought a boy watching over sheep? God was training him to be a king over Israel. You have no idea what God is training you for right now. But make sure you do the best that you can. If you've got to clean the toilet, clean it with all of the integrity that you can do a good job. This same boy, he became ruler over the whole house of Israel. What is God training you for right now? I want to say to you, don't put yourself down. Just start right now doing all you can with what you have right now. And the woman with the alabaster box let you know that I don't care what your past have been, how many mistakes you have made. God got you written in his plan. And you are about to find your purpose. Whatever that purpose is will be revealed in you doing the best you can with what you have. Do all you can with what you have. And God is the one that will exalt you in due time. Our text scripture says, because Jesus did not make himself of any repetition, our scripture says, but God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. But it didn't come easy. It cost him something. So if you're wondering now, why is it nobody have discovered me? Keep on saying, maybe you haven't done anything yet. You are the only one that think you're great. <laughs> sing background till you can sing the lead. Usher until you become the pastor. Do what you have to do until your time comes. Don't come to the front before your season has come. God still got some more work to do in you. And the people that God used the most are the ones that go through the most. Some of you are around people that look at it and get on your last nerve. And you're trying to get from around them. God purposely put you with that person. Why? Because you think it's them, but something inside of you that you're not controlling. Don't run away. Stay there until you find out what's on the inside of you. Instead of asking God, what is wrong with these people? Lord, what is it in me that you're trying to show me? I yield myself to you. And in yielding to God, you'll be around that person long enough after a while. You'll get to that place that you can really appreciate that person. When God has placed you somewhere, Stay there until you find out what your purpose is in God. It might be difficult. Don't complain. Start giving glory and thanks to God for where you are right now. Give him the praise. Give him the glory. When David was saying, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He was in straits when that happened. But he gave God the glory. There's nothing like finding your purpose as it is when you're in something. You start giving God praise and glory. 
I challenge you and I dare you, instead of complaining, start giving God praise right where you are. I tell you, God will bring you to the front and you are going to be surprised. He's going to do some great things in your life and stop giving up on yourself. Yeah, you made some mistakes, but that's not you are more than a mistake. Amen. You are more than a mistake. Why don't you just tell somebody else? Amen. Text them and tell them I'm more than a mistake. Yeah. Don't let people hold your past over your head. You are become great. David did something bad, but that didn't end his career. You are still in line for the blessings of God and God will still work his purpose to your life. Give him a chance. God uses ordinary people. Those are the people that he used. And you are a candidate for God. During this time, this season that we are in right now. Amen. You take the time. I think it was Elijah. Uh, Elijah. Amen. That had just defeated the prophets of Baal. Elijah ran off. And he wanted basically to commit suicide. And he said, Lord, what's, what's going on here? I'm the last prophet left. And God said, you're not the last one left. But God took him into the rock, into the cave. He took him there so he could speak to him. And he was hearing all the thunder the lightning and all the other stuff that was going on. But God was not in any of that. But then there's still voice. I want you during this COVID-19, I want you to listen for the still voice of God. You're going to come out of this thing, amen, better than you did when you went into it. God's going to bring you out. God's going to give you great victory. It's already yours in Jesus' name. Amen. You might not be the person Amen. That's going to be on stage that great. You might be the one that introduced the great person, but do the best you can. I was thinking about, I was thinking about, I think it was John, John the Baptist. You talking about introducing a, a, a speaker? John introduced the speaker and lost his head. How would you like to be the one that introduced the speaker? They said, John, are you the man? John said, no, I ain't the man. I ain't the man. I'm just the voice of one crying in the wilderness, making way for him who's going to come after me. And John lost his head. I wonder how many of us would introduce the speaker. <laughs> and we introduced the speaker who was the one that lose our head. He introduced Jesus. And as a result, he lost his head. Amen. But he served his purpose. And Jesus said, among those that are born of women, there is none greater than John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom, he is greater than John the Baptist. We have some really great people. You, you are great. But stop letting the demons of hell push you down and tell you you're nobody. No, you've been redeemed. You've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. God didn't make a mess. He has a purpose for you. You might be the one 
that gives someone the gospel that calls them to be saved. You might not never get your name in light, but look, if you get someone and they get saved as a result of you giving in the word of God, every time a soul is saved, you get credit for it. Everybody's not going to be on the front line, but sometimes it's the people in the back. Some of your greatest uh, evangelists, they would tell you, I was on the pulpit, but I had some mothers in the congregation that was praying for me. I would not have made it had it not been for those mothers. Stop trying to be in the limelight. Be who you are. Find your purpose. Your purpose might be in the prayer closet. I tell you, a lot of work is done in the prayer closet, but wherever you are, don't seek to be seen. When the time comes, God's going to pronounce you to the world and everybody's going to know who you are. Amen. God bless you. As we go forth to know our purpose in Christ Jesus, remember, God is just as anxious to reveal you as you are to be revealed. But be faithful wherever you are. Do the very best that you can. Don't try to make a reputation for yourself, but find purpose. If you're cleaning toilets, find purpose in cleaning that toilet. If you're sweeping the streets, find purpose in sweeping the street. Do the best you can with what you have. Revelation is going to come through that, and you are going to be blessed as a result of that. I can, when this when this thing is over, some of you gonna come out there. My God, you're gonna be surprised at yourself. Amen. But God is great and God, remember this, God love you. God love you and don't give up on yourself. If you had a million dollars right now, you can only live one life. And even if you was a billionaire, you got a certain time to be on earth. My question now is, where will you spend eternity? Billions of dollars will not help you in eternity if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. I invite you, amen, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, if you would turn your life over to him now, if you were to die at this moment, this is what you got to ask yourself, if I died at this very moment, where would I spend eternity? And if that's not with Jesus Christ, you need to right now, don't put it off till tomorrow, give your life to Jesus Christ. Let him come into your life. Let him be your Lord and your Savior. If you turn your life over to him, I don't care what you've done in the past. The Bible gives us all kinds of record who people that was bad in the past. Gee, uh, Peter betrayed Christ, look, but he became the number one apostle on the day of Pentecost. Don't let your mistakes and the thing you've done in the past keep you from what God got in store for you. Just repent. Give yourself to Jesus Christ. Repent of your sins. Be baptized in water in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and let him fill you with the Holy Spirit and you will be a candidate ready for heaven. May God bless you. May heaven smile upon you is our prayer in Jesus' name.